A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We've not even started the podcast, Phil, and JB's already got his head in his hands. <laughs> Looking very fragile. Big night last night, Jay? I am so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, come on. Smelling salts and let's go. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three, pod. Well, here we are then. Thank you very much for downloading, listening or whatever to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. A programme about rugby that doesn't take itself too seriously, or the game for that matter, and we don't take ourselves seriously. I'm Tim, that is JB. Hello, Tim. The hungover JB. And that is Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, Now, Phil and I... Well, it was in the early hours of this morning, Sunday, as we're recording this, when we ret- we got back from our road trip to Welford Road for Leicester against Ulster. Yeah, it was a quite a late night for us, wasn't it? And it was a late night for JB, by the look of it as well. It was very late night for JB. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the rugby because you completely bullsed up your calendar. Yes, I did. I've got in the wrong dates for um, when I was meant to be going. So instead, I went to watch some MMA instead, and that was delightful. Yeah? Was yeah. It good? Good. Great. Well, we're going to talk about, obviously, the European Rugby Champions Cup and the other competition as well. We'll Talk about that a little bit less, I would have thought. There's loads to talk about. And some other things besides England announced their elite performance squad on Wednesday. Stuart Lancaster has got the names. Now, is he going to... It's about 40 names he's going to... He's going to put down on the list, I think. I think the, the squad for the upcoming autumn internationals. Yeah. So the official EPS is, is 30 players, but because of injuries and stuff yeah. like that, they normally announce that 30 plus another eight to ten to, to make the full squad who will be at uh, Penny Hill mm. training and uh, available for the games. And Phil has also prepared another little quiz. So all that to look forward to. You can always get in touch, by the way. And thank you very much for doing so over the last week. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Um, and we've had loads of people getting in touch this week. Now, where do you want to start, boys? Picks of the week, JB. Uh, I'd like to talk about Harlequins. I thought that this one was interesting because Harlequins are going downhill fast, in my opinion. Yes, they won, but they weren't. Uh, a, they weren't impressive. And I think they're the only team in the Premiership now who, with their starting 15, look very fragile. They look like a seriously flawed team. Did you not think that their scrum with Will Collier at tight head has massive, massively improved against a big French pack? I totally agree. I think uh, Will uh, Collier's a much better scrummager than Sinclair. Yeah, yeah. The two of them together, that, that's a good couple of options. Um, I, I think it was really interesting to see that James Horwell is being touted as a Quinn Ooh. next season Ooh. after the World Cup. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Sure up that second row. That would really sure up that second row. They could do with him this season, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, well, they're missing that. Well, you, you know, you forget Charlie Matthews is the. "Quote unquote enforcer though. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine him enforcing? No, not not yet. He's a big boy though. I can imagine him being an enforcer as a school prefect in the can- in the <laughs> yeah. school canteen. I can imagine him enforcing crows not attacking crops. But other than that, <laughs> no. Oh dear. My pick of the week is Glasgow. 
Uh. I, I, they absolutely put Bath to the sword. They yeah. didn't just beat them, they pummeled them. A bit embarrassing, this, because uh, I said that was going to be one-way traffic, and it was. It's it just was. not the traffic <laughs> I expected. They've got some quality tries as well, and everyone was expecting the Bath, bath backs to be tearing up like they have been all season. Yeah, But those are... Backs are pointless unless you're uh, tight five or doing the job. Interesting selection from Mike Ford to change his entire front row, but I don't think you can lay the... No, you can't lay the defeat at that door. You can you could maybe blame how much they lost by. What? Yeah. Do you think he's been listening to the podcast? Listen to how much you've been talking down the Pro 12? I think thought, so, yeah. Well, thought, it should be easy. JB says it's easy, so yeah. we'll give the kids a run. <laughs> Last week, we did say on the podcast, this match with one of the high flyers in England against one of the high flyers in the Pro 12 is a real good indication of where the Pro 12, at, 12 is at, a competition that JB has had total disdain for. Yeah, I might have to uh, <laughs> I think reassess. You, do you not... I mean, it must hurt your feelings knowing how wrong you are. I'm not that wrong. Uh, what, Scarlet's, <laughs> Scarlet's gave a really good account of themselves away what? at Toulon? Yeah, I watched all that game and it went exactly as I predicted it would, which is Scarlet's would do a decent job. They'd be... Um, Underestimated by Toulon, and then Toulon would win convincingly by the end. Card- Cardiff Blues exactly were convincing. Convinc- well, Cardiff Blues were convincing in their match. Who did they play? Uh, that was in the European Challenge. Who Cup. cares yeah. about the European Challenge? Yeah, well, Cup. No, I'm just, I'm just all. I'm, I'm making the point, JB, that these teams that you and have... Ospreys were convincing against yeah, yeah. Uh, Treviso. <sighs> 40, Treviso. Forty points. <laughs> these teams that you have such disdain for in the Pro 12 are actually doing. Rather well. I've been accused of being an Uncle Tom by someone. I, I'm not entirely sure what that. What is term, an Uncle Tom? I think it's a. I think it's a racist term of of of, of some of some sorts. Oh. I think referring to the fact that I'm uh, Welsh, but I don't like the pro pro twelve. Ah, Which I still right, don't okay. like the pro Pla- twelve. You've also been called plastic Welshman. Yeah, yes. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to reassess where the pro twelve is actually at. Uh, I'll consider it. Although, as we speak, and um, we've got no um, option but to do this, as we speak, it is currently just starting in the second half, and it's Leinster eleven, Wasps twenty. I was, yeah, Wasps look much Ooh. better in the twenty minutes that I watch. Wasps just look stronger, more physical. Ashley Johnson might be my new man crush. He is awesome. <laughs> he is. Him, Haskell, Nathan Hughes—they're so good. And this will probably go nicely on to what I imagine is going to be Phil's pick of the week. Well, uh, I don't know actually. No, on, you've, not he- you've not heard my theory about oh, Bath yet. Oh, go on. oh yeah, go on. so my theory on Bath. It's not an exciting one, admittedly. Probably not worth interrupting Phil for. But <laughs> because they've got such injuries in their back row, my conspiracy theory is, and they're away, that they thought, well, we might as, just, might as well just rest, rest the players rather than risk further injuries uh, and then take it seriously in the next round. I don't think that that... I don't think they went to, the, to Glasgow with the intention that they could win that. I completely disagree. Well, look yeah. at the team. I mean, they've got... A, you know, the back row is a strength and they have hardly any of their, any of their starters. But I don't think they have one star, starter. Who would you start? Lowe, Garvey and Houston. Uh, Maybe. Or Ferns. Or Ferns, all, or, all of which didn't or, play. Yeah, or Burgess. So why would you get rid of one of the Premiership's best front rows? Why would you ro- rotate it completely? Because they've had just come off the back of um, what, what the, basically Bruce Craig and Mike Ford said was a season-defining month where they played all of the top teams. Yeah. One week after the other. They played and Northampton, th- Leicester, Saracens. Yeah. Exactly. So I kind of think that... So they did rotate it. And you got a, you got yeah they rotated but I wasn't saying oh well we'll we'll only care about it next week yeah that's two two different things they two rotated very different things. but they've got uh, international as as Henry Thomas they've got Ross Batty who is not a million miles away from from Starter, Weber yep. and Autorak who is he's young but he's big strong boy it's about the group cohesion isn't it I don't think any uh, professional players or coach will ever go to a game thinking oh well why p- would... particularly not one who's doing as well. 
as Bath well, have been doing this season. Mm. It wasn't their strongest team, and, and that, no, I'm not surprised. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But they could have bolstered their ranks with Stefan Armitage. Now, the sort of ins and outs of this has come out over the last few days. Obviously, it was on Monday that they tried to sign Stefan Armitage. Stefan Armitage wanted to go to Bath. Bath wanted to sign Stefan Armitage, but they didn't want to pay a fee to buy him out of his contract. They went to the RFU and said, "Come on, would you help us out? You'll have an England. You'll have the best player in Europe." Uh, available for England if you do and hmm. it was kind of obviously the politics of the other clubs would have kicked up a stink I imagine the RFU said no to that should the RFU have said yeah all right we'll chuck you we'll chuck your bone <sighs> right the RFU needs to stop treating Stefan Armitage so badly I think it's an absolute disgrace he went uh, he went to France knowing what the rules were yeah no, he's the best player in his position in all of Europe he's European player of the year and he wants he, he wants to come well, back well I disagree with that anyway because I think if Sean O'Brien was playing for Tullon I just think they, they treat him really really badly well it was only about a week ago and he was he was considering getting a French passport and, he, and when he went to Do France you know he knew what the rules I were I would play for France in an, in, in an instant if I, was, if I was treated the way that uh, Armitage is I, no he's been treated as everyone else has been I mean, treated what's, what's the problem it's not, it's not personal though is it because he went to Tullon knowing what the, what the rules were I'm surprised there weren't other clubs that were were thinking about it. Mm. It, it, it does annoy me. But yeah, I, I, but I, I see the I see the logic for the Premiership clubs because they need to retain the talent to make it an attractive league to get the TV yeah. money to pay mm. for the players' wages. Yeah, I think it could, a lot of it comes down to that yeah. because the the Premiership has got to be the strongest brand it possibly can be, and if you have all the English English internationals playing abroad. It weakens that brand, and also if they're playing abroad, you can't attract the same kind of TV money and all the rest. But yeah, I, yeah, it's a vicious circle. I get it, but yeah. I just think in this case, just let him let him play. <laughs> well, we're now let back- the boys play. <laughs> Austin Healy says, uh, said on BT Rugby Tonight that he doesn't think Armitage is good enough anyway to get into the England squad. I think that's a big call. But there I, th- get- I think he's good enough to get in the squad. Getting yeah. in the 15 is a different matter. Oh, sorry, yeah, 15 yeah. to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Mind you, Austin Healy... Well, will- well, we'll get into the England squad. I don't think Rob Shaw's good enough to get into the England Agreed. 15. Agreed. Or maybe on the blind side. But he- anyway, we'll get he- into yes. that in a little yes. bit. Let's get into that in a little bit. Because uh, we had a bit of a road trip, didn't we, Phil? We did. We went to Welford Road and saw your well, your first game as an Ulster fan. It was. And how did it go? I had my fantastic Ruin Pinar shirt on, number nine. They could have nice. done with Ruin Pinar on the pitch, couldn't they? God, they could have done, because that, uh, that try that Luke Marshall gave away <laughs> when uh, his pass was intercepted by Ben Youngs, that would not have happened. I'll tell you what I want to say on, the, on this subject, and we'll get into Phil's experience as an Ulster fan. It was proper, proper rugby match and a proper rugby club. Yeah. I thought Welford Road and Leicester, it was just brilliant. Yeah. So we parked up in in this place, and the the, um, the pub about there was a pub about two minutes away from Welford Road. Two pound twenty for a pint. <laughs> no, two, nice. Two, what? No, You've got my attention. Two <laughs> two pounds twenty. It was a nice pint as well. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. Watered down. It was good. Uh, <laughs> when the first penalty kick, I think it was Paddy Jackson. Yes, it a was. A couple of minutes into the game, there was absolutely you could have heard a pin drop. It was total silence and. It, the crowd police themselves. Like I've, I've, you know, just like a, football crowds do. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a match announcer at Sale Sharks, and you, we've all been to games and stuff, and there's always like a group of kids who start going or blowing a horn when someone's running up to kick, and you can't, you sort of can't stop them. At, at Welford Road, the fans stop each other. They, they were shushing, shh, shh, to, to, to the point where halfway through the game, someone was lining up a kick. And a motorbike drove past really loud, <laughs> and people were shushing the motorbike. <laughs> Phil, did right? no, no, no. Get this for a proper, get this for a proper traditional rugby experience. So Ulster came out first, mm-hmm. and uh, Phil started his uh, stand up for the Ulsterman and, and cheering and stuff and clapping. 
the, in his man <laughs> Yeah, in his man The chaps, the, the Leicester fans that were around Phil, um, who chatted to us all night long as well, just yeah. sort of about rugby and about the game. Um, Phil got told off by the guy next to you for not clapping Tigers out. Yeah. He said, oh. I, I, just clap, I just clap for your boys. Come on, clap. Didn't, um, <laughs> didn't you go to Welford Road before and people were tutting at you because you left to get beers mid, <laughs> midway through <laughs> the game? Yes. Yeah, that was... There was a few, of, a few old boys around us uh, that night as well. Who, I heard who an, did. an awesome story about Leicester. And the um, what they said is, Leicester were going through a bit of a tough patch and the director say, said... Something along the lines of, it's because Leicester have too many foreigners. And the coach said, what do you mean too many foreigners? We've got such and such from uh, um, Yorkshire, such and such from wherever. Goes, yeah, that's a problem. They're not from Leicestershire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Ed Slater, what, what, one of the things me and Phil love, we were in the little press room after the game, after a brilliant win for Leicester, a really big win. Mm. Given the, the context of recent matches, they, they would have absolutely loved that game. Um, and Ed Slater came in, obviously injured and hobbling around, but club captain. And he had a cardboard box. And we we're like, well, so what's Ed Slater doing in here with a cardboard box? And he walked straight to the drinks fridge in the press room, opened it up. And I just thought there were cans of Coke and bottles of water there. But the bottom shelf had all beers on it. And he just cleared the whole lot out. Beers what? For journalists? Beers, uh, yeah, they, yeah. Must, they must have their beers there for journalists. Which they, were, awesome. wow. they were for journalists, but they weren't there for very long. Yeah, they weren't there for long. Say, got, it certainly explains some of Stephen Jones's writing. <laughs> <laughs> they got cleared out and, uh, and off Ed Slater went to the Leicester dressing room. Yeah. It's a proper old school rugby club and I massively enjoyed it. Yeah, I did as well. So as Ed Chasers, we've been to watch Sale, haven't we? Like live. And we've now been to watch Leicester live. Yes. And this is obviously going to be an easy question. I think it's a table that we should build up throughout uh, our, our experiences doing the podcast. Where, where do you rate the two? <laughs> mm. they're, they're different. They're okay. very different. So on our table, Le- Sailor currently bottom and Tiger's Le- top. Tiger's top. But there, yes. is re- there, there is room for more. Yeah, that, that's fair to say. Excellent. And uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll uh, be experiencing another one. Soldier Field. Yes. yes. Be in very Chicago, I'm so jealous of you two. Well, I'm, I'm going to be on holiday, so that's going to be nice, but... Yeah, you're going to be at uh, Chicago, yeah, Chicago, in yeah. Chicago yeah. watching New Zealand against the USA. Just, just let's just uh, stick on the the before we get to that. Um, let's just stick on Leicester against Ulster because that was that was a big win that one for Leicester. It was, and they're still. And I looked at this, and people were only a couple of weeks ago going, "Oh, you know, Richard Cockrell could be losing his job and stuff." They're still third favourites to win the Premiership. Are they? Are no, really? no, no, sorry, they're still joint second favourites. Well, all they need to do the is bookies. get into the playoffs, I guess. Sorry? All they need to do is get in the playoffs. Northampton and Saracens are the two favourites, and they're joint second favourites, or third wow. favourites, with uh, Bath. Because we said it before, and we'll probably say it again, the, the strongest team that Leicester can put out when everyone is fit is pretty impressive, yeah, isn't it? Is. it? Um, but last night, as an Ulster fan, I was very frustrated with the way that the game went. Leicester had... Pretty limited tactics, which the, I've got nothing against that because they played to their strengths. They've got a good set piece um, and two two guys with good boot on them. All I'm saying is you better be paying Ruan Pinor very well because he is basically the whole Ulster team. That is basically what he is. <laughs> no, I no. think they're second rows. They missed yeah. massively the graft we've around got, the park. Got Dan Tui, particularly. Yeah, we've got three second rows injured brought a lad Stevenson in I'm not even sure where he's been playing before that but that, that meant that the, the line out I, I reckon they only won about 25-30% of need, their line outs so 
Yeah, bearing in mind how close they came to draw, potentially drawing and maybe even winning, they uh, they had no platform. So do you, you think someone like Dave Ward could come in and stabilise that lineup? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I think the percentages might be similar. Is that going to be? Do you think that's going to be like you know photo bombing or something like that? Uh, hookers deliberately throwing it right so um, we'll call it warding <laughs> and then tweet it if you didn't see the harlequins game on friday night my word jb try and describe what what you saw in terms of uh, i won't Dave do it Ward's i won't do it i'll say it in the night in the words of um banter squadron member nigel owens who went up to dave ward <laughs> and said i am straighter than your throws <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said and that was tweeted by dave ward <laughs> That is why Nigel Owens is in Banter Squadron. To say that, because apparently, according to Dave Ward, he said that during the match. <laughs> during the match, Nigel Owens said to Dave Ward. Which you shouldn't really do, because if you're under pressure, what you don't want is <laughs> no. uh, the, someone saying that. I'm, sure, from, I'm straighter than your lineup. All of. <laughs> Awesome. All of the cast players who would who speak English would have been saying exactly the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the last person you need it from is the referee. Exactly. Being, re- being mocked by the ref. <laughs> Poor Dave Ward. Oh, it's terrible. It was absolutely awful. But listen, back to our, just rounding up our road trip to, to Welford Road. Thank you very much for having us, Lester. Oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks, thank you very much to BT Sport for um, having us. It's better coverage. Oh, it's Leinster, Leinster 18, Wasps 20 with 23 minutes to go. Um, Stuart Bonds. Bod. Yeah, yeah, Stuart, but Stuart. Let's talk about Stuart Bonds for a second. And I his like Stuart Bonds. Indignation when there was a kind of a high-ish tackle by a Toulouse player demand, demanding a red card. I don't want to hear that. Well, interestingly, going back to Welford Road, the one thing I did notice, and bearing in mind what we've already said, that the Leicester fans are an educated, traditional rugby club. I thought if there was one place that wouldn't be baying for blood when there was a one of these highball catch um, collisions that we've been talking about so much, I thought it would be Welford Road wouldn't, but they were baying Why? for yellow cards. And neither of those two penalties, one of which got a yellow card for Ulster, one Tommy Bow, one Craig Gilroy. In, in mine and Phil's opinion, right, Phil? We didn't yeah. think either of them were yellow cards. Penalties, yes. They were stupid, not reckless. Oh, my yeah. God. And, and not dangerous at all, because both, no. both players landed feet first on the, on the turf. You know, and, we and should then all, forward. as a rugby family, as a rugby community, pick it. The RFU until he changes. Well, Stupid rule. I'm worried. I said to Phil last well, night. I said I think it might have changed. It might be. It might have gone. We might have gone too far. Hooray! Where you can't go back. Finally, I, I, you don't listen to me when I first say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all this pushback. Well, safety first. Hear me now. Believe me later. And finally, um, I do think it has gone currently too far. I think there will be a bit of a kickback because some of them, some of the ones that we're seeing, like the Will Hellu one a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, it, it, it was. He got nudged in the air. He landed both feet first and then fell forward. That should not be a yellow card. It's, Here, not, it's not dangerous. Here's the worrying one for me. And it came on another rival show, which Tim's part of. And <laughs> they were interviewing a referee, ex-referee, who was, um, who was also an assessor. And he said something very worrying, which is, oh, well, now the science is... It's, um, you know, it's not an exact, exact quote, but now the science is in for the concussions we're going to have to be looking at high tackles and anything to do with the head far more seriously than before and the implication is there's going to be a lot more reds for high tackles for high tackles which is nonsense mm. it's just nonsense and then once they eliminate that they'll probably do another injury audit and think oh god we're going to have to eliminate that that risk and then every time you eliminate a risk there's a new worst risk oh what are we doing <laughs> I do think lines in the sand have to be drawn. But to yep. j- just to say again, as I say, thank you very much, um, BT Sport, for having us. Thank you very much, Walford Road, for being such an awesome 
uh, rugby venue thoroughly enjoyed it and the Ulstermen were Oh, you met top, some fans? Were top crack, weren't they? Yeah, we met some fans. Yeah. yeah no, no, well, we met some Ulster fans, but who also happens to be actual podcast fans. Actual existed. podcast fans. And we didn't go seeking them. They, they found us. We got, as we were just get, picking up our tickets, one of them went... How did they find you? Just listening for voices? One of them went, JB! <laughs> JB! <laughs> and then, uh, I went, no, no, JB's not here. Thank uh, God. He's, he's Phil. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, Phil. And I've actually got it in my car to give you, but one of the within two minutes of being at Welford Road... We had someone, an Ulster fan, shout Phil down and give you his flag. Yes. Oh, wow, that's Ulster, nice. Ulster flag. Yeah. So, so you now have an Ulster flag to go with your Ulster shirt, and and we met him for drinks afterwards. Now this was this was Richard who we met before. We've been here at Walford Road all of five minutes. You've already picked a fight with the Leicester Tigers mascot, Phil. I have, yes. Get involved. And, and we found one of our, our loyal... Take our flag. Oh, I can't take oh, it off. I can't take it off yet. Yeah. them at home. <laughs> and we've already been offered a, a flag and we've bumped into one of our regular listeners, Richard. How you nice doing, to man? Meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So Phil's at his first proper Ulster game. Come on yeah. What can yeah. we expect from him to fit in with the rest of the Ulster fans? Uh, passion and singing really monotonous stand-up for the Ulster men uh, songs. <laughs> I can do that monotonous I can do <laughs> yeah yeah very much so <laughs> and you did you did a very good job with that Phil and then we met a guy going by the name of Rory and we met him after the game now he's he, he grew up in London we grew up all over the place his dad's an Ulsterman and that's how yeah. he come, that's how uh, he supports Ulster see. disappointing result for Ulster good game of rugby great crowd and everything We, me and Phil are now in Duffy's bar on just off Welford Road yeah uh, Pocklington Road not far away from Welford Road and Rory so Phil's just watched his first live Ulster match how, how will that prepare him for life as an Ulster fan? That was the most typical Ulster game you'll ever see. Sparks of good, but no, that's exactly what Ulster's about. It's a uh, look like you're going to win games that you're never going to win. Set piece was particularly bad today, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't know your best. He's one of the best players, except at what he's supposed to do. It's, it's the saddest, it's the saddest thing. He'd make a great back row if only he was, he was a foot taller. <laughs> now, JB's not here with us. Yeah. So, what would you like to say to JB? Well, Bath had a worse game today, so it's, <laughs> it's fine, isn't it? We all know he supports Bath. Even, yeah. even he's, if he's trying to hide it as an Exeter fan. JB, everything's going to be okay. Just calm down. <laughs> the rules are there for a reason. Yes, yes, rules. Let the boys play in a safe manner. <laughs> Let the boys kind of play, I guess. So Very nice. So you've been rumbled as a Bath fan? I'm not a Bath fan, I'm an Exeter fan. <laughs> You're a Gavin Henson fan, primarily. Exactly, I'll just follow Gav wherever he goes. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Stuart Lancaster's going to name his... England squad for the upcoming Autumn Internationals. Now, we don't want to go through every single player in every single position, but there's going to be some... Because a lot of them pick itself. So, well, in fact, let's go for every position, but we won't, we won't yeah. loiter on every single one. So, loose head prop. Yeah, let's pick our start in 15, if, yeah. it, if it was going to be tomorrow. All right, start in 15. So, we're, we're, we are the England selectors. So, so Joe well, Marler, loose head prop. Okay, well, yeah. I think you need to find a place for Mullen. Yeah, he's, he'll, be, he'll be on the bench. Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, with the current, you know, with Vanapola and Corbiziero out, yeah, Mullen will definitely so, be in. Yeah, you might have Waller in the squad, Mullen on the bench, Marla starting. Yeah, I, do you know yeah. what the Quinn's scrum isn't great? I don't think Marla is incredible around the park, and I think he's England's that, best loose head. 
Why? Why? Yeah. Do you think no, let's, let's, let's not talk about Lucek because that one's done. Every, yeah. no, I think Mellon. Uh, there's that, much, much, much more important positions to talk about. Lucek may be the best in the Prem, and he he is <laughs> right. Lou said it's going to be it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on. It's going to be Marlon with Marlon on the bench. All right. Fine. Okay. Uh, Hooker, Hartley, Hull. and Weber, and then who? Is it going to be Yendel? Is it going to be David Pay? I personally go David Pay, so London Irish. Is it going to be Dave Ward? I'd go Dave Pace as well. Yeah, I, David Pace, I'd like to see him yeah. have a bit of a go. And he's different to the other two as well. Yeah. So starting title, it'll be David Wilson. Wilson, yeah. yeah. Will it be Henry Thomas? I hope not. Will it be Kieran Brooks? Possibly Kieran Brooks. Possibly, like, uh, Sinclair travelled to New Zealand. I don't think he should be in, in there on form. You could say Will Collier, who's come yeah, back and scrimmaged. I was going to say Collier would be the could, obvious could one. Come in. I'd go Brooks and Thomas as, as, uh, ahead of them. Brooks is quite a good carry yeah. as well, actually. Mm, Brooks, Brooks well, I think, will get his place on the bench. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. Mm. Second row, then. So the three of the positions are easy, aren't they? Laws, Launchbury, Atwood. Yeah. And then what? Who else? Laws, one more. Oh, of course. No Pauling, is there? Do you go Kitchener? Do you go Patterson? Yeah. Also, Cruz probably shouldn't be ignored from Saracens as well. Yeah. He's been in Saxons and around the squad. Yeah. Ooh. So one of those three. Atwood, in one of the Six Nations game, came off the bench and made 11 tackles in 10 minutes. Yeah, if he comes off the bench and does that, he's that, the right person yeah. to have on the bench. <laughs> he's the right person to have on the bench, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, so one of those three. Who would you pick? Patterson, Kitchener, Cruz? Personally, I'd pick Cooper. But, um, I'd probably go Patterson, I think. I think I'd go Patterson, Patterson doing as well. well. Yeah. Uh, blind, well, back row then in general. So let's just who would who would you start in back row be for England? The, the well, kids... Robshaw is captain, so Robshaw will start un- yeah. unless he's going to do what Stephen Jones suggested in the Times today. Uh, what uh, what I think would... I I would start Will Fraser. I don't know what Stephen Jones suggested that he should make James Haskell captain no. and start in seven, no. which I. Do not agree uh, with. Do you know what? I'm not. Captain Bantos, captain of England. I've already no, accused no, um, <laughs> Stephen Jones of frequenting the beer fridge too, too often when he's writing. But <laughs> on this occasion, I don't think he's a million miles away from the truth. I no. think Haskell is. Haskell's playing exceptional rugby. He is, but I he's, don't a, th- he's a good I, leader. He's not. He's, a standout in any one of those no, three positions. He's no. a good cover. He's a great Ooh. guy to have on the bench because no, he can he's stand out six. Definitely, he can he can fill he in on all three. But... Yeah, he can fill in all three. He's a great person to have on the bench. I think Will Fraser is playing I superbly. Want, that's who I would go for a seven. I want a proper seven. Look at New Zealand. Richie McCaw. He's had over a hundred international caps, and he's the he's the main man, and he's a proper seven. Australia are building their whole team around Michael Hooper. Who is a proper scavenging seven, but can and also South, play the, yeah. the link, yeah, yeah, the link t- man t- as well. South Africa could play three massive meatheads if they wanted, but they still, I mean, he's not small by any stretch, but they always go for a fetcher at seven. Yeah, I guess so. I would just be bold and go Will Fraser. I would have Will Fraser in the squad. I think you'd be very unfair on Rob Shaw um, to, to drop him. Well, for I, th- the 15. I think you still keep him as because captain and six. Captain and six. Possibly. I, I like him as a seven, though. He's because a six. he's Because he's... His hands are so good, and I like having a seven who can link play. Mm, His his hands are excellent. He's a really good player. I'm not going to say anything about it. He's a really good player. I don't think he's outstanding in any way, other than maybe his work rate is outstanding. I think think Fraser has jumped above Kvezic in the pecking order, in the the England back row. I think I've jumped above Kvezic in the uh, pecking (laughs) order. And you you as well. And you as I think you've got to get in the squad. Keep keep it simple. Vunipola, Robshaw, Wood. Vunipola at eight. With Fraser, oh, Fraser at seven and Rob Shaw at six. Oh, I don't know. See, I like big back rows, so I want to go Haskell. I like back rows that look like baths and wasps. Okay, right. So I'd go Haskell seven, 
You was six, Vunapola eight. Boom. Good luck stopping <laughs> those right. boys. Um, right, scrum off. Oh, good. We're getting, in, getting a tea delivery. Yeah, Ratty. Oh, sorry, Rat, come back. This is Rat. You get referred to on the podcast quite a lot. Hello. hello. You come up with ideas for us, but you're going. With, you're looking after these boys in Chicago. I am indeed. I, uh, I'm paying for it. Um, I'm hosting <laughs> them. Um, I've had to take. He's carrying our cameras. Yeah, I, I've, bit... I've purchased the cameras for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do get referred. I get bullied by uh, Jay and Phil quite a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We well, by Jay maybe, not by me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, maybe some tea, yeah, yeah, brews would be good. <laughs> oh, we got a brew maker. We should, we should maybe advertise for an intern to make the brews. I bet we could get loads of interns, you know, because there's loads of people doing like sports journalism and stuff. We've yeah. got six masters in it, and uh, they'd happily make our tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scrum off, then. This one's probably a, a, a real quick conversation, isn't it? Start Danny Care, yep. whoever, yeah. Youngs or Dixon on the bench. Yeah, I'd like to see Simpson in the squad because I think he's his pace is. Exceptional. Uh, ten, right. Ford, Ford, Ford. Right, we're all agreed on that. Now, one. another thing which I said a long time ago, no one listened to me. I said Ford at ten and Farrell at twelve. Farrell at twelve, and it looks like there there are cogs in motion to make that happen. Well, I uh, there was some talk of Brad Barrett coming back in the English squad. I wouldn't. I I sack off Brad Barrett, and I would probably because there's a lot of talk about who do you leave out? Is it Myler or Cipriani? I think I'd pick Ford. Myler, Cipriani and Farrell because I would have Farrell covering inside mm. centre and I'd sack off Barrett because I think there's more to be gained by having Cipriani yeah. in the squad than there is by having Barrett in the squad. Yeah. Really interesting. Everyone those fly halves does a different thing really well. England's centres is really difficult because it's not like... If you were just going, right, we need to pick an outside centre, is it going to be Tuilangi or is it going to be Bur- Burrell? You go, all right, well, we've got Tuilangi to start. Burrell, Burrell to come in if need be and that's a good option but actually the centre options for England are so different it's not like you've got two clones that you're yeah. just picking between two, two like right, similar is, people it's like having a cult everyone says right two Alangis in regardless best in the world regardless but did, you, did you not watch the New Zealand games in the summer when he was playing great. in the centre he is great he was a wrecking ball but like there are some guys now and when I say some guys I'm referring to Eastman and I'm referring to Jonathan Joseph who are just different level kind of athletes and just their pace. When they when they get going, they just can't be stopped. I, I'd say if Tulagi doesn't get two or three consecutive games before the the, the Autumn Internationals, start Jonathan Joseph outside centre. Do we all agree that Jonathan Joseph is a very strong contender to start? I, I think no, so. I not, not for me, no. I think he is. I've got a funny feeling that Lancaster will start 12 trees. Well, yeah. do you know there's a 10-12 cover? I think he might. I think there's a 10-12 cover. Uh, you know, a guy who's going to flip between the two positions. No, you don't need that. You don't need him at ten. From what I've seen of Tortrees this season, he's not been playing well at all. The uh, two, yeah, the two decisions I want to say, the bold moves for me that are personally would be my selection. I think it's the right direction. And a year out from the World Cup, there's still time to bed it in. I want to see Fraser at seven and have a proper seven. Yeah. And I want to see Ford at ten. Yeah. I'd Ford go at for ten. That. Although the problem is, if you have Ford without Farrell. You, you don't have a world-class goal kicker. That's a very good point, because Ford is, is not a world-class goal there, kicker. Have they got any uh, full-backs that can kick? Good mm. is the only one. Yes, but, I'd love Andy Good back. Well, funnily enough, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Actually, now I think about it, with the goal kicking, could actually get Farrell the 10 shirt. Yeah. 12 trees kicks. Mm. But not, you want, not world-class. Like For a World Cup, you've got to have a world-class goal kicker. Yeah. When that, in that knockout stage, when... Every three points is is crucial. It's potentially is... game winning. Anyway, who would you have? Who would you have picked? Oh, so on that basis, maybe I would change my mind and have Farrell at ten. But 
I think either you go Ford Farrell or you go Farrell Eastmond. Yeah. Do you reckon well, okay. going to argue you, get the in, you also get I the, can the see like in. a really romantic vision of Andy Good coming back to play fullback. Do you know, like Neil Neil and Jenkins Andy played? Do you know, like Neil, like Neil Jenkins played in, in the Lions? It's like Neil, just kick the points. Just a passenger yeah. standing yeah. on the wing. That'd be incredible. <laughs> well, knocking um, him over from everywhere. But what do you th- what, what do you think about maybe Burrell to to Alagi? As, a, as a, a total brute force, I'd like to. I'd like to see it in a couple of games. I, I think you're not going to make the most of the men outside you if you do that. You know, when I watch rugby, I always want the Eastmans and the Josephs, and I think, yeah, uh, that yeah, I want the the exciting attacking players. But when I play myself, what I want from my centres is rock solid defensiveness. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You want to make sure you can reach the men outside. So, who would the men outside be if you were picking the England squad tomorrow? Who would your wide men be? Rocket Aguni. Yes. Definitely in. Get him in. Consensus. One of, one of the first names on the team sheet. The Starting way he's been up, playing. He'd start on the right wing for me, and I'd probably pick Yard on the left wing still. Would you? I, I don't know. Ashton's poss- possibly Wade. Ashton is on. Ashton and Strettle two tries against each against Claremont. Well, just wait until Wade? he get, Wait until he gets fit. Wade's a good shout. Miles Benjamin, when he gets fit, is going to be back in that squad. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was fit last night. He played... How, how, how do you look? played 60 minutes last it, night. He just look, his legs and rump are massive. He's a, he's a big, big man, boy. isn't he? He's a, a big boy, but he didn't do anything. anything no. he, he, he wasn't involved in the kicking game. He put in one good hit where the fullback took the ball and he hit him exactly the same time, flattened him. But going forward, it didn't do anything, really. Didn't, didn't stand out. Was it wet last night? No, no, nice, nice evening. And I reckon on Mike Brown's got enough credit in the bank that he'll be starting fullback. On form though, he's not the form fullback. Yeah, which yeah. game was it? He just dropped everything. Uh, Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, Did not look good. Uh, it's very unusual for Mike Brown because first and foremost, he's a solid fullback, and then you add all the running into it, and he's yeah. great. But yeah, but no, like, Brown at fullback. Who is his main composition? Good or Foden? So gives you I the think this option time the next option. year after the World Cup. Um, when you're looking at the team, I think the guy you'll start seeing more and more of is Wilson from Northampton. Isn't he a New Zealander? Oh, is he? I, I th- thought he's a young English lad. I think he's a New no. Zealander. He's been around. He's been there for quite a few yeah. years. Oh no, disaster! Yeah. I thought he was like young up no. and coming. <laughs> oh well, hear me now, believe me later. He won't be in the England squad next year. I can one, guarantee um, that. One, <laughs> one selection area. Ireland, who, because you're never going to replace Brian O'Driscoll, but so basically... But you're going to have who, to, otherwise you've got 14, gonna, <laughs> 14 men, haven't you, said Who's, who's going to wear Brian O'Driscoll's number 13 Re- shirt? Retire the shirt. Retire the shirt. <laughs> play with numbers. Change, the, change the rules will, of rugby. Jared Payne will play with number 16. <laughs> or just with a blank shirt. It's interesting talking to the Ulster fans last night. Everyone loves Jared Payne, um, but no one likes him at 13. And I think it's partly because... He's been pushed into 13 from 15 where he's played the last few years and played exceptionally. And that means that Darren Cave, who's another Ireland contender, is playing on the bench. And speaking to the Ulster fans last night, they think that has come down straight from the RFU, uh, IRFU. Oh, really? Yeah, that they're getting forced to put him in that position because they see him as the next. Yeah, I've, got to, I've got to say, when I look at all of the Welsh teams, all the regions... You can't help but think that Gatland does everything from select the team to tell them which players to play. Like he's the, he's like the dark overlord of everything Welsh. Puppet master. Yeah, completely. <laughs> One of the boys I'd like to see in, in the centres is McCloskey, Stuart McCloskey, who we saw yesterday. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. Six four, hundred and five kg. A strong runner, good hands. Now, Phil, you have prepared a little quiz for us. Yes, quizzes. I have. Okay, I've got. 
Let me get some music up for the occasion. Yeah, I like this music. No, this is the... Uh, which one's this? This is the... Jeopardy. No, what's the one we had last, last week? I like that. It had, like, 60s retro feel to it. <laughs> I quite uh, like, like Phil's clothes. I quite like this. <laughs> Cheers, Jay. <laughs> uh, we love this. We love this music. Come on. Perfect. Come on, okay, yeah. okay, you need pen and paper, both Got, of you. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. And okay. if you listen at home, you can do this as well. Oh, and got a pen. We've got a pen. Uh, I'll just use my phone. No, there's a pen there. There's a bit behind that keyboard. So. Oh, good spot. Okay, cool. And if this goes well, which it may not do, judging by last week's quiz, we could do this... Uh, this oh, well, we found out on our trip to Welford Road from the Ulster fans that the the Ulster A-team are called the Ravens. Ah. Af- after the Kingspan Stadium. Obviously. <laughs> oh, so, so what, they're not called the, the, called, called the, the Kingspans? <laughs> the Spanners. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the quiz? So the quiz is... I want you to name, in weight order, the starting number eights in the last Six Nations. The 2014 Six Nations. I want you to write, write them down from lightest to heaviest. Can you give me who they are? Nope. Because... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, it's, this is the starting. This is the players that started the most games. Okay, so hopefully the sounds of these scribbles are going to be very entertaining for the listener. Yes. Uh, okay. Um... I don't even know if it's... Mm. So, yeah, th- uh, while you're doing that, I'll just give you a few little facts. There were ten players that started across the six countries in the Six Nations, um, but there, each country had one player who started at least three times, so that is their first choice, starting number eight. And only two countries had a number eight that started each and every match, all five matches of the Six Nations. Hmm, I think he got dropped. There's ten. There were I ten, mean, but I only want six. I want the, the starting six, lightest to heaviest. Hmm. Uh, ooh. And the, the point scoring as well. So, for every person you get in the correct position... Oh, wow! For every person you get in the correct position, you'll get one point. But you'll get minus two points if you name someone who is not a starting player. Oh my word! I'm pretty confident I've got five names, but it's Ooh. the sixth one. It's a bit of a tricky one. This is so. This is a, a template. We'll we'll try this week. See how it goes. This is an easy one. We'll obviously in future. Oh, do, is it? Do more um, difficult ones. Mikey, um, <laughs> I can't remember who played for that team hmm. most often. <laughs> I know who I think should have played there, but <laughs> and then it's is that person bigger than that it's... person? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got an order. I do, do I have Jay, a... can I have six names, please, I've on your got, sheet, Jay? I've got six names. Hang on, can you? Okay. Um... With the numbers one, two, three, four, five, and six next to them. In a minute, you can. <laughs> while, while you're doing this as well, um, talented Englishman James Wilson. Of, Northamp- of Northampton. Is, good one. Good is one, a, one, Phil. Is a 31 year old New, old, New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, looking up. How embarrassing. <laughs> I know my rugby. <laughs> that Northampton Academy is particularly good, isn't it? They work on players for oh, years and, and years, a whole I, decade working on James Wilson yeah, to get I, him through to the first team. Yeah, and they, and they find them everywhere. That's the thing. <laughs> okay. You're good. We got your numbers. Let's have a look, Jay. Tim, let's have oh, a look. I've, I've got an adjudicator here who can look, see I've got six names and yeah. in an order. 
Okay. Okay. Can I read them out? Yeah. Jay, if you want to read them out. Uh, number one is Bill. Um, is it Billy? Is it Maka? Is, is it Vinopola? It is. Well, Billy Vinopola is one of the ones, but yeah, so that's not your number one. Uh, yep. Then I've got Louis Pickamon. Yeah. Then Fala. Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> then I've got Heaslip. Yeah. Parisi. Parisi as four. Have I got him before? Yeah. Yeah. You, got, um, you can't change it now. No, no, I've, I've got the numbers next to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got the numbers next to so you. Sorry, I've got Fala Thomas four, Parisi five, Denton six. Right, okay. Tim? I've <laughs> got Vunapola at one. Yeah. Heaviest. Second heaviest, Louis Picamol. Yeah. Uh, third heaviest, Toby Falatau. Yep. Fourth, fourth heaviest, Jamie Heaslip. Fifth heaviest, Sergio Parise. And the final one, and I didn't know the Scotland number eight. I just went for Johnny Beatty. Ooh. But I think I've got it wrong. I can tell you that... I had I had Denton written down, crossed out, by the way. That's oh, right, I've got Wilson written down, crossed out. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that JB has two points because you got Vunipola and Pickamoles correct. In one the and cor- two. So did one I and, yes! One and two. I can tell you that Tim has zero points. Yes! Because he got Louis Pickamoles and Billy Vanapola in the correct positions, but Johnny Beatty was not the first choice. David Denton was the first choice Scotland number eight. So minus two points but for Tim. But what about the positions that the other players are in? You got them all wrong. Falatau is not third heaviest. Who is? Falatau is fifth. Wow. The order is Vanipola, who is... Uh, 126 kg, near as near as damage, near as damage to 20 stone, and that is uh, recorded in about three different places. Um, number two, Pickamoles is 116 kg, beast, uh, big boy. Denton, Dave Denton, what? Is, uh, I knew he's bigger than I thought. He's six five, 114 kg. That's, wow. that's basically 18 stone. Uh, Parise, six five, 112 kg. Falatau is fifth. Heaslip, the lightest. And Heaslip, 109 kg, the, uh, light, the lightest player. Oh, rubbish. That's a terrible game. If I'd have won, <laughs> if I'd have won it, I said it was brilliant. I, I enjoyed that. That was very good. Very good. Oh, yeah, no, let's do that again. Do that again, Phil. I like that. Yeah. I'll pick another, that's pick an easy one. one, is it? What's a, what's a hard one? <laughs> Weight of coaches. So where, what, where would Kieran Reid rank amongst those number eights? Uh, let me just look how him big, up. How big's Kieran Reid compared to those six nations number eights? What do you reckon? Where, where would you put him? Where would you guess you put him in? This is win or bust. Forget about that game. This is the real game. <laughs> double, uh, or, double or nothing. What position would he be if there were seven? Where would he be one to seven? Seven. Uh, I think he would be. I go. He's four yeah. behind behind Denton, Pickamole, and Vinopola. I think he's behind. I guess he's 112 kg. That's my guess. What do you say, Jay? About Falatel size, I'd say. So you reckon 110? Yeah. Uh, he's 112 kg. Oh, I win! I won the whole game! <laughs> Damn it! What a brilliant game, Phil! I might just snatch defeat from the doors of victory. A stupid additional question. <laughs> so he's he's pretty big boy as well. Uh, yeah, I guess so, you, you have to be quite a big so, boy to play international so number So Vunipola and Pickamol are sort of... Well, is just a freak. Vunipola's a stone and a half heavier than Pickamol. <laughs> he's 10 kg heavier oh than Pickamol's. Pickamol's is just an animal. He's <laughs> maybe one of, one of my favourite players. Yeah, as just, you can tell, I like... Big ball carrying eight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. mm. But Kieran Reid, uh, there we go. That's where he'd slot in. And his New Zealand team, once again, how do they do it? Oh, my God. Are we talking about the game which I said we can't talk about? 
Did you say we can't talk? about the, the extra Bledisloe Cup. Match. Yeah, I said we're not talking about the Bledisloe what Cup. What a game! It was be- it was the best game of the whole. Well, it wasn't a part of the Rugby Championship, but it was the it was the best game of the of this series of matches. That and the the South African. What's game, more enjoyable? Both incredible. Watching Australia play or just listening to the stories that come out of the camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Re- close run. Thing. Reading the text messages. Oh my word! That was it's like some soap opera, wasn't it? It's like home and away. It's like an X-rated home and away. <laughs> <laughs> but the game was unbelievable, and Kieran Reed. That, uh, when he finds himself in the 13 channel and just the acceleration draws the, the last defender, pops to uh, Corey Jane, who finished it spectacularly, by the way. It looks like he's been there a million times before and he probably has he, been there a million times before. He has, hasn't he? He's been doing his 10,000 hours of passing from the 13 channel. If they have a... Maybe you could solve Ireland's 13 crisis. <laughs> Get 12 months of Kieran Reid playing uh, seven, sevens, sevens for because they've just now announced that they're forming a sevens team. No, Ireland. Just to get Kieran Reid on board. And it, it, two and two. This all works out perfectly. It doesn't it just? God, we've... Uh, Hang on, Ireland don't have a sevens it. team? No, no. They haven't had for a while. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. But th- that game, the intensity, I the wish ferocity... I, I just wish I could go and see him play, play sometime. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? That would be Chicago. good. But it's just incredible mental toughness. Yeah. And it, no matter who's playing as well, because we've got a few changes in, in personnel um, across the squad, but just they still pull it out every time. They're kind of the opposite of England in a sense, that when you look at their combinations and, and their positions, they have a very much like a rank system for their players and they just bring in like for like it's not like England centre where you go oh do we want to play this type of game with Eastman and Joseph or do we want to play this kind of game with Burrell and Tuilagi they have oh Nonu's out oh well we can bring in Fekatoa yeah and he's a player Comrade Smith's out we'll bring in Ryan Crotty exactly and um, oh Richie McCall's out or Sam Kane's coming through yeah it's Aaron Cruden exactly yeah Cruden Cruden or Bowden Barrett or Slade or Carter any of them it doesn't doesn't matter and it's just incredible to know that you just, yeah, we've got real top players just to slot in. He'll do exactly the same job. Yeah. And imagine just being in that huddle five minutes, five made, minutes to go and they're going right with six down. They're just the calmness there must be. So we've been here before. We'll do this. It just amazes me that they're so good. It's, it's, it's just like having a country a little bigger than Anglesey <laughs> consistently beating the rest of the world. At rugby, and the only the only country that can even hold a candle to him uh, consists of the literally the biggest humans statistically in the world, <laughs> and they don't even do it. It's just unbelievable. But it's going to be amazing for you to be seeing them up close and personal. Maybe even get to meet some of them because um, you're going to be going over to Chicago to Soldier Field for that game against the USA, and the USA are going to have their full complement of players: Blaine Scully and Samu Manoa and Hayden Thomas and not yeah, Hayden Thomas. Hayden Smith. I think there was five American tries last week in the Premiership. Oh really? Yeah, Wiles, uh, Scully, and a hat trick for, for Manu for Man- Sorry. Manoa. Sorry, Manoa. Manu- Sammy Manoa. Yeah, it's it's an interesting decision that. Um, them playing, having all the Premiership players available for that game, but then missing out on them for the the following three games, which are I think Japan, Romania, and Fiji. Mm. So Premiership get them back for, for those three. Would you have done that? Would you, what do you reckon? Well, I think going well, the World Cup groups are already decided, so world rankings don't matter. Yeah, and to pack out Soldier Field, if, if there's one thing Americans like, it's a big sporting event. Yeah, so a packed out so- Soldier Field with. All the best players on show to make to me makes a lot of sense, both commercially yeah. and rugby wise. I don't think that 
the Americans will tune in to watch um, um, Japan or, Japan, or R- Romania. Yeah, Japan, Romania, or Canada, whoever it is Fiji, playing yeah. America on in on some municipal field somewhere on a, on a park. But so you're saying that the commercial aspect developing the sport is more important than the team having three consecutive winnable games together. Well, doesn't matter. I don't know. We'll see. It could be a demoralising, horrible night for the USA. It could also be oh, yeah. a day when players really come of age against some of the best, some against the best team in the world. Yeah. I suppose you can only really make that judgment at the final whistle. Af- yeah, afterwards. Um, yes. But let's get on to the rugby this weekend then, because the week two of the European Rugby Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup as well uh, is here. And... Munster Saracens is a massive game to start the weekend. It was an gr- amazing win for Saris. Fantastic win. Yeah, a little bit fortuitous. And, I, and, and I'd be very upset if I was a Claremont Avern fan at that disallowed try. Is there any team mm. in world rugby that gets more out of the talent of their players than than Munster? No, Saris. And Saris. I mean, oh, well, they're both like that. I don't. Know. Well, if you look at the Munster team that played yesterday, they struggled. Quite, yeah, well, but look at the team with... sheet. They're missing a load of players. Yeah, I guess so. But with Saracens, just like it's just you know, each each player is a component of this massive machine, which is well organized, well drilled. They know exactly what they're doing. I, there's not many guys in there. If you were picking, a, you know, your dream team in, in the Premiership, you'd say, yeah, I want that Saracens player, that Saracens. Uh, player. What Berger, Vunipola, um, but you want Brits, 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 who's I, injured, incidentally, that could be a big loss. Yeah, but you wouldn't. You would certainly want to have a halfback. What? Potentially, he'd be, in, he'd be in the mix. Barrett, he'd be in the Taylor. mix. He'd be in the mix. Yeah, I, I agree. Good. Yeah. No, I agree no. with you in some respects. Yeah, I do. Ashton and Strettle, Is there a better pair of wings in the Premiership at the minute? They're, they're the playing, finishing. The, fin, fin, playing well, but that's what I mean. Super. They get the best out of their players. Yeah. Now, Vunipola is uh, obviously a, a, a great one, but what about second rows? Cruising yeah. Hargreaves. But you don't go, ooh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hayden Smith. It's a good how, do you point. See, how do you see the game going? I think Saracens will go there and come back with a win. I think Saracens should have enough. I think it'll be a very tough place to oh, go. Really tough. That's a different level. Ah. The Saracens to go over there and just suffocate them. Yeah. Playing the Saracens. Monster way. at home is a different beast, but, but I think we're all going Saracens then. I think so. The oh, on, on to Saturday, and yeah, in pool three, it's Ulster Toulon. Easy, easy victory. Oh, Toulon at Ulster. Yes. I actually think Ulster might do it. I think they might as well. It's not... We've got to got to get the line-out functioning. We just cannot play with no ball. But Talon did not look particularly convincing against they Scarlets. They look bored. <laughs> too, too easy. It's beneath them yeah. playing Scarlets. It's, it seems ridiculous that European champions go into a, an understrength, a slightly underperforming Ulster, and they won't come away with a win. I'm going to go for Ulster. Mm, I'm going to go for Toulon. I'm... Um, if the lineup functions, it'll be very, very close game. If if the lineup functions like it did against Leicester, it will be too long. Too long. I think, white, I think people wash. concentrate on too long, too much on the star players, uh, like, all, like all, the ghettos. All Thirty of them yeah. in the squad. Yeah, yeah exactly. All <laughs> like the ghettos and the, you know, all, uh, all, all yeah, the and the all backs. the other name every but single member in the squad. The <laughs> sheer size <laughs> of that pack, the yeah. sheer physicality of that front five, people. Kind of overlooking it because people don't come away thinking, can't wait to watch uh, Chucky play, Xavier <laughs> Chucky, and he'll just annihilate you. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good point, actually. They, mm-hmm. they do everything when they want to. Uh, I want to say Ulster, but based on the performance last night, I, I can't see it, un- unfortunately. I'm picking a big reaction, Ravenhill to get behind him. Till on, I wasn't that impressed with, I'll go for Ulster. Yeah, soft uh, Scarlet's Leicester. Uh, Scarlet's have a good set piece, and they're good, they're quite good at the back. 
with their back three, I think they'll they could potentially nullify Leicester's only tactic that they had against Ulster, which was to kick. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Scarlet Scarlet's at home. Leicester away. I'm going to have two home wins in Paul three. Ooh. Uh, Paul four Bath against Toulouse, Montpellier, Glasgow. Bath will Bath, Toulouse. God, that is going to be a good, oh wow good game because Toulouse. They they beat Toulon last weekend to yep. to start their comeback. They've got a lot of their players back fit, and they beat Montpellier. Tell you com- had a good comfortably game, this week. Good game today. I, I thought. Um, what was it today? I, when, it was when today I, when I watched it. Um, was pick, uh, Aaron Ordecky? Aaron Ordecky. Yeah, maybe. yeah. He's a good player. It, isn't it? looks like it looks like he's coming back. I'm gonna go for Bath at home. They just I, I'm gonna say they're just not very, not as good on the road. They're much better at the rack. I'll go Bath at home. And they'll, they'll be tight five full strength. I imagine. So yeah. Bath, Bath to do it. To, to lose, don't travel. Well. I think, looking at the Bath squad, if even if they have their, um, and I love that tight five. They're one of my favourite tight five. Tight five, but I think Wasps are better. And I also think that when they're faced with the monsters of Toulouse, I think they're going to crack. Hmm. So you're going for Toulouse away. I am going for Toulouse away. I'm going to go for home wins in. Pull three and pull four. I think Montpellier beat Glasgow and Bath will beat Toulouse. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. And in pull five, I think Northampton will beat Ospreys. Ospreys are they're playing very well at the moment. Yeah. They've not lost really, this season. Yeah, some really good players. I just think the home factor. I'm actually looking. Yeah. I'm actually looking to see is there a single team I think will win away. So Did, Northampton will beat Ospreys. Claremont will beat Sale. Yeah. Cast you, Leinster. That. Cast Leinster. I think Cast. Oh, Did you see they, the, no, they look cast poor. poor. They yeah. look poor. Did you see the highlights of the Northampton Racing game? Uh, I've not actually seen the highlights. No, um, <laughs> they were so unlucky. Like they were giving away penalty, uh, contested. Uh, Foden looks to me like he contests a ball in the air, lands. It's dangerous play, a penalty. Um, PC intercepts the ball, running nothing. No one touches him. He, just he drops, drops it. it. Just yeah, goes on the floor. We were listening to the commentary on the oh. way, on the way down yesterday, and then. Um, Last play of the game, pretty much. Yeah. Bowden kicks through, basically kicks in someone's hands, yeah. and they're they, in. They score to try mm. and take away the bonus point. Yep. So, yeah, maybe Leinster uh, to beat Cast, but Leinster's team is obviously a lot weaker than it. Now, am I right? I think Cast is struggling a lot this season. Yes. And yeah. they, they got beaten fairly comfortably by, but by so Clint. Leinster are. I'm not saying struggling. They, have they beat, beaten Wasps at the time of recording? Yeah, they beat him. Uh, um, I, I think it'll be all home wins except for Leinster away at Cast and Racing Metro away at Treviso. I'll go. I'll go with that. So Wasps to beat Harlequins. Oh no, I've already said Saracens will beat Munster though. So that's uh, oh yeah, that's an away win as well. But yeah, happy with that. Toulouse will win. I'm fairly confident of that. Hmm. And like again, trying to be unbiased just because BT Sport were very kind and looked after us be very, biased. very nicely just be biased no no no, no. Cause, because we're biased we're, I'm biased no because it just makes us look it makes us look unprofessional I'm a corporate shill I don't care <laughs> it makes, makes us look like we can be bought with fine things yeah. fine finer I'm places I'm happy to be bought matches. by anyone who wants nice, to buy me like my Canterbury hoodie exactly. by the way <laughs> <laughs> looking lovely Tim looking fantastic I've got the uh, I've got the England seven shirt. Oh, nice. Who wants that shirt? Nice, isn't it? Um, yes, but how, how do you find it being on the two different broadcasters? And I just I, I, I like them both. I, I don't I, mind. I as, mean, as long as I'm watching rugby, I'm happy. I think the BT Sports coverage, and this is genuine now. I think the BT Sports coverage is much, much better. I like Craig Doyle is comfortably the best presenter. He's a devilishly a gr- good-looking man he is. as well. Yeah. He's just very and. 
his natural enthusiasm for the game just shows through. He's obviously. A, I love a how big excited fan. he is by Bod being part of the <laughs> yeah. team as well. Yeah. Uh, like I like before Christmas. I think Ben Kay's very. The only thing that I, I, I want to see, and I think the higher ups in BT Sport should be uh, listening to me now and getting the wheels in motion. Get us Will Greenwood. <laughs> Will Greenwood is they, like the missing link here. If he if he leaves Sky, everything just falls apart. Oh, it's gone. They, they, <laughs> shop shop. Oh, Stuart, just relying on Stuart Barnes and Debbie Morris. Yian Evans has got massive nostrils. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just I'll throw that one into the mix. It's got really big nostrils. <laughs> the, the Sky coverage doesn't seem as tailored towards the fans. I mean, it's quite good coverage. It's not bad coverage, I guess, but it doesn't seem uh, as Com- pleasingly convivial as the uh, BT Sports coverage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. So that's how our podcast was described in the Telegraph. I wonder if they could certainly swap, was. swap Healy for Greenwood. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't swap Healy for Greenwood. No, well, I, 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 Austin Healy makes brilliant he's on, very on funny. the. Oh, he's very funny, but his in-game analysis is excellent. Do you know yeah, the, the, the observations yeah, he makes? Cool. Is absolutely brilliant. Do you know who I would trade? And this will be a controversial one. Matt Dawson. Matt I'd Dawson. Trade. Yeah, yeah I'd, Matt, I'd, I'd trade Dawson. I'd, yeah, I, I think I'd trade Dawson for uh, Greenwood. Yeah, yeah. Get, get that I'd, done. I'd do that. BT Dawson often gives the impression that he he doesn't know. As much as the other guys, his like rugby analysis seems just slightly like, inferior. But his brain's so full of cooking, cooking and <laughs> dancing. dancing. He does a lot of uh, sausage making. Yeah, he's he's got his a uh, spirulina, like organic health food exactly uh, company. Wow, yeah. has he got more interest than Brand ha- Brand Haskell? But, Who uh, now plays for Brand <laughs> See, I'd um, but Delalio will will stay in, even though I think Del- my impression is. Delalio maybe is the least likely to to make a, a quick, sharp, funny joke of the lot. Mm-hmm. He yeah. might be he's sort of a few seconds behind everyone else, but his <laughs> his quads back in the day were the reason I used <laughs> to go and do squats. Uh, how cool! <laughs> I, I used to go to I used to go and train uh, and go right. I'm, I'll just I look. I'd have a picture of Delalio that I would look at when I was going to do a leg session. Wow! <laughs> doing weights. Wow! Loved the man. Absolutely loved him. So. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, maybe. Like uh, you see in cartoons with people with a a carrot like they have a horse with a carrot in front of its <laughs> dangling in front of its head that it chases after need a picture of someone pin up, pin up a picture of Delalio's old well, quads stick, stick pictures of Delalio's quads onto your glasses <laughs> is, that, is that what you're thinking <laughs> maybe I'm, I need to I need someone yeah someone mm. to uh, emulate myself on so that's what we're saying aren't we uh, the, one's reasonable one's excellent go get um, go get Greenwood and it'll be perfect you've cleaned up cleaned up it's game over then isn't it it is game over uh, but enjoy the, the the weekend of rugby coming up thank you very much for listening and and getting in touch and we're, we'll be at, on Twitter at Rugby Podcast if you've got any ideas for the podcast things you want to hear oh and also um, keep those ratings and stuff going on iTunes really appreciate it it helps bumps us up the chart it's the only way we've got to advertise ourselves we don't you know, don't have marketing or anything like that so it's just word of mouth and if you could stick a little review up on iTunes yeah And on that, we'll do one. Nice one, JB. Cheers, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.